Hello and welcome to The Prime Actor with me, Rhiannon Mosson. And me, Maddie Holt. We're back to bring you an all-access pass to the world of acting, singing, dance, musical theatre and all that's in between. If you have a child dreaming of the stage or you yourself want to star in a Sondheim, then this is the podcast for you. The Prime Actor is sponsored by the Anna Fiorentini Theatre and Film School, which is an award-winning part-time drama school who have branches all over London and have now got an exciting new online school. Their sister company is Stage in the City, who are also running incredible online courses for adults. In The Prime Actor, we pool our knowledge, share our skills and tackle a topic every Friday that will put you in the know all about the world of acting. We'll also be bringing you guests and today we're joined by actress, singer, extraordinaire, creative, (laughs) wonder woman, queen of all queens, Harveen Mann. Do I say Aram or... Um, Aram. Sorry, it's Aram. Aram, but it was. But how can I? How can I say anything after that beautiful introduction? <laughs> so Harveen has appeared in many musicals, and she was in the original West End cast of Bend It Like Beckham, toured in South Korea in School of Rock, and has appeared in the BBC's Doctors, and was the first Punjabi woman to be named an associate of the Royal Academy of Music. Amazing. Guys, Harvey, <laughs> thank you both for joining us. How lovely to have you here! Oh, it's lovely to, to be like here. royalty. What a pleasure! <gasps> I'm excited! I'm excited! So, what a lovely Thursday! We, we, we're gonna chat all about we've just spent 15 minutes venting, so I'm glad we've yeah. got the vent out of the way off, off, <laughs> off recording. We're gonna be talking about the casting process, the whole process of, of casting, so what it's like really yeah. for performers. Sure, I mean. Oh, the casting process. It's something that we get used to, isn't it, over time. Now, I graduated, oh gosh, 15 years ago now, um, and a lot's changed in those 15 years. And I think you become um, used to it as we go along and quite resilient in how to deal with it as a process. Um, and there's also two different process types, really, because you've got the you've got the wonderful sort of TV and and film side but then you've also got the exciting musical theatre side and the two are so different so I think as you go along you realise how they both work and how they're similar in some ways and very different in others so yes lots of learning (laughs) I'm so interested in that in terms of uh, TV and film and and Mm. that's all I do and re uh, I know at the agency you kind of do it all right musical Mm. theatre yeah yeah, so we, we do cover all kinds of auditions and I know the children would say exactly the same as you, Harvey, and even though they're yeah. young performers, that they know or they're beginning to learn the difference between all different types of castings. I um, don't know. I, I, I'll be honest, musical theatre absolutely scares that I just don't, I just refuse. <laughs> I mean, I didn't train in, in musical theatre, so I'm like, that's sure. not my thing. Even if I do a casting and they're like, or yeah. can you sing? When I ten years ago, when I graduated, I I was like, yeah. yeah, 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 I can, yeah, I can do it. Now I'm like, nope, no way. I mean, it's so different, isn't it? And the thing is, as well, you know, often with with musical theatre um, auditions, there'll be you know twelve rounds sometimes, which is absolutely crazy, and you sort of have to give you know months of your life into something that. You might not even get, but it's just a, a kind of sacrifice we have to make, you know. Whereas that's quite rare on TV that you have, you know, to prepare for so many rounds. That process yeah, I mean, is, yeah, it's 
It's definitely, but I, I don't know. I mean, for some TV ones, I find they've, like, really dragged them out. But you're not doing anything while you're waiting. Like, you're not, it's not like you're like, oh, God, yeah. I've got to keep working on this script and yeah. they come back to me. You're not. You're just like, oh, well, whatever. If it comes, it comes. But I guess with musical yeah. theatre, like, there's a lot of prep that's gone into that. There's a lot. And it also, because so many shows now are, are triple threat shows where you have to, you'll be doing rounds of singing, rounds of dance, rounds of acting. And it's... You know, you just have to... I think you have to go into the room and be prepared for them to ask you to do anything that they want. You know, it's you, you've you just got to be ready to, to say, yep, yeah, I can do that. I'm going, I'm going to give it my best shot anyway, even if it's something I'm not so confident at. And have you been doing musical theatre auditions over lockdown via... Do, do you know, I haven't. I've been doing lots of um, concerts and um, I've done lots of online concerts recently um, and I have been doing quite a few sort of self-tapes for TV things um, but not so much the musical theatre um, at the moment and I think it's, it's quite nice to have the pressure taken off a little um, but I think I, I, some of my friends are doing it you know in their conservatories with you know, their nieces nephews coming in I'm just <laughs> thankful that I don't have that. <laughs> I guess the issue with the theatre auditions at the moment is because mm. no one knows when the theatre is going to reopen, yeah. then they're not, you know, most new productions are being pushed back anyway. Yeah. So um, I guess, yeah, that's why those are, are not happening as much. Mm. But that's it. Yeah. I think you, are, you know, in a really great position because you cross over both sides, whereas a yeah. lot of musical actors yeah. really struggle and wouldn't have kind of, they wouldn't have their agent calling them to do self tapes for TV. Yeah, so. I am lucky. I mean, that's and it's so that's such, you know a really good position to be in, especially mm-hmm. sort of at, at a time where we don't know what's going on. Um, it would be really nice to to say, yeah, I'm going to dedicate this time to hopefully get um, a, a, a TV role or some kind of, of commercial. So yeah, it's it's I am lucky to be in that position. But there's we just have to see, don't we, what's going on with musical theatre, and it's we're in such a strange place that we've never been in before. Yeah. And it, it will yeah. come back. And I've actually seen reports that yeah. perhaps outside performances are going oh. to be allowed soon. Oh, okay. Great. Um, so, That's good. Yeah, so, so we you know, all let's all get our take, our take our wellies and, yeah. <laughs> take our wellies, buy some verbals. Uh, so, yeah, great uh, time <laughs> to start that. Thanks, Mr. Dowden. Yeah, right, exactly. So you were saying there about um, how long, like, that's really surprised me, actually, just because I blanket rule for me, never do musical theatre. But mm. um, the amount of recalls that it takes then to get musical yeah. theatre things. So how, you do so many other things. So how do you, yes. um, you know, like, manage your time, I guess, when you're trying to learn all of that and then... Mm. Yeah, good question, Maddie. And it's a question I get asked a lot uh, because everybody who knows me knows I work constantly <laughs> when I'm not <laughs> She does, um, she does. And it's crazy. And do you know what? I can't pretend that bit's easy, but it's gotten easier with time, funnily enough, because when I first started out, um, I my non-acting jobs would often be, I was a PA a lot, and I was uh, working for, um, I went back to work for the Royal Academy of Music where I trained, and I did lots of that kind of high energy, but but actually really busy and jobs that needed my, my attention, so much of my attention and time. Um, whereas now I've been as a singing coach, um, a singing and acting coach for the last six years, and 
I'm in a very lucky position now where I manage my own schedule. So if something comes in and I know I've got a recall in three days that I've got a lot to prepare for, I move my diary around to fit around me. I'm very lucky like that. And I'll if if I can't move my class, I'll get a dep in to come and cover for me, which actually is really nice for my students to have somebody else for a change. But also it gives me the chance to spend the time I need on my own material. And if you ever see me on a tube, I'm always there with material in my hand learning stuff. Mm. <laughs> I try and make the most of that. I wanted you I to really say you were singing, like, on the tube. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's definitely not allowed right now. <laughs> no, not allowed. <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, that, 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 I think the, the uh, uh, normal actor, because I guess it's the same, the only sort mm. of vague similarity I guess I could have with that is, like, if I'm, if I'm working, writing a script and yeah. then trying to learn lines. But I find, I don't know if you find this, but when you've got... Uh, and this has only happened, I guess, in the last sort of few years, certainly not the beginning, mm. but like if I have multiple castings, say mm. in a week, and yeah. some will just be like commercials, and there'll be like maybe a TV and then, you know, other bits and pieces, whatever. If that happens, yeah. I find it really difficult. I can learn the big, like chunks of text, yeah. those few lines for the a small ones mm. or a commercial, mm. not going in my head. Yeah. I, I know exactly what you mean. I th- and I think some of that is to do with the fact that we spend so much time learning the bigger chunks because they're harder to learn. Yeah. And we, we, we know we have to dedicate, you know, all that time to do it. Um, that the, unfortunately, there's little little lines that are just sort of one-offs. Um, they're harder to learn and they're harder to practice without anybody there. I think that's the big thing as well. I remember yeah. going for a commercial <laughs> casting for like, I think it was like, I don't know... Um, whatever and I was playing a mum and I had mm. uh, they were doing child castings at the same time so they mm. had the kids in and I it was I think it was about three lines and I could not get it <laughs> yeah. and the casting director was like no and you could see everyone in there and then that makes you more stressed <laughs> yeah and of course at the end of it I was like okay um right uh, like I could just re- I actually had I was awful a piece of paper I was so tired and then um, I was sort of reading it off the thing and then the kid after we left it was only about six looked up at me and went thanks for ruining for me (laughs) (laughs) that was not that was not an AF client I I was just going to say it wouldn't have been (laughs) but I mean you know it's good to know that the kids are up there showing you up like brilliant (laughs) and and, and I know we've talked a lot about um the auditions happening now are all by self-tape yes. but that is something that has been happening for a long time and something mm. that I know you will have had to experience and so do you have yeah. your kind of go-to setup do you have a space in your um like yeah. home? what do you I do um it depends again if it's a singing one um I'll try and use my bathroom just because it makes me sound a bit better um uh, but actually if I'm doing an acting piece um or any kind of TV stuff. I've got a music stand that I used for teaching anyway, and I put it on put my phone, um, which I often record on, on my music stand with with like my ring light on there as well. So it's kind of like a makeshift studio um, as such. But actually, um, lockdown has taught me that I need to get a better system going, which I'm mm. sure a lot of us have mm-hmm. thought. It's like, but it, I feel like my whole kit, which I've um, I've come to my parents now um, for just a bit of a change. I've had to bring it all with me, and it is a bit of it's a yeah. bit of a palaver. But you know, we I yeah, I have that, my go-to. That's it. Mm. And then at least that's one less thing to worry about because yeah. if you get really like short notice requests, which yeah. 
we know are... Oh, they're there, aren't they? I mean, literally, having having 13 hours to... Well, not even that, 10. 10 hours Most to, of which to turn something for, around. Presumably. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Getting up. And obviously, appearance is so much part of, part of like, TV work that you have to get up making make sure that you have the right look for what you're doing and that's on top of what they're asking for material wise and on top of um making sure that your tech is set up like it's kind of a it's one big one big job for for the sake of three lines but you know we all want the work so we're all yeah very happy to do it <laughs> and we all know people who've and I think both of you have had this as well that you've mm. booked jobs on just yeah. on a self-tape so it's exactly I always oh, yeah. reiterate it's like worth spending that time oh it is it is yeah it absolutely yeah. is. Just think of, just think that you know your rent or mortgage could be paid in that in that hour. That's a painful, yes, but you could for a month. A month you could be sorted. You know. I yeah. think you've just got to be so creative, haven't you, as well, mm. in terms of like getting the look. I remember going up for, uh, it was it was a bit of a film, but it was only like a few few lines, and mm. it was I needed. Uh, so she was like a scullery maid or something and I was like looking at pictures and I was like how am I going to do this look and they were like try and move towards the look as much as possible so I literally had I had a shirt around my head I had like a a, like a some sort of like blanket on the top try and hide my hair and behind me it was all like tied if I just face front it looked great they won't know they won't know I really hope that that tape is available somewhere yeah we need to see this please it will be I had another one where it was meant to be in a spa and I put cucumbers on my eyes and then I realised oh. I couldn't see the things. Can't see I mean, <laughs> I hope you but got you had the look. <laughs> I mean, actually didn't get either, damn it. <laughs> um, so let's talk about the actual casting room itself and who is yes. there. So let's talk about, I mean, this uh, whole idea of uh, whatever you want to call it. I mean, I, I tend to err away from BAME because I don't really like the whole sure. concept of it, black, Asian, minority, ethnicity, but... Mm. So let's talk about it in terms of diversity then there are yeah. um th- you know shows coming through now it feels like f- i wouldn't say we, we are nowhere near where we need to be within diversity no. for, the, <laughs> for the industry but there's there's specific shows like what was has been trending it feels like for two weeks i may destroy you incredible um yeah. where uh it feels like there is a movement towards it and i think mm. obviously with um you know the Black Lives Matter pro- protest and things yeah. like that. There is an inch towards. Oh right, this shouldn't be a thing that we're needing to ask for. Yeah. It should. It it should be based on talent, and it should be like it's not a thing about quota. So from mm. your experience, um, yeah. finding yourself as the only non-white person in the room, how's yeah. how has that been? Talk to us about that. Well, yeah. So I, I sort of came when I when I graduated it was something actually even before I trained it was something that I was always thinking about because growing up I was always the only non-white actor in 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 the in the group of musical theatre group okay and so I was the only um let's say the, the only BAME actor um on my course at university um when I went on to further training I think I, I was one of three so I was I always had that in my mind that it was something that I would face regularly, um, but that was just part of how it had always been for me. Um, after graduating, I had a kind of journey where often the jobs I would have 
when I first graduated were quite um, ethnic specific. So I was in shows, musicals, such as Privates on Parade, where I, um, it, it has to be an, an Asian actress um, because of the storyline. And it, it, that, was, that was a really interesting experience because again, I was the, the only um, ethnic performer within that, that cast. Um, and it was again, then, but, but obviously they're, they're being specific with what they want there. Um, and then I did a show called um, uh, Ben, no, Ben Lubbeckham obviously was the same. Um, Britain's Got Bangra, long time ago, that's why I've forgotten what it's called. Um, and again, I had to, ethnicity was important. But as I've gone, as I've gotten older, um, it's become a thing where now I've got an established CV, a musical theatre CV, I am now often the only, the only um, Asian actress, I'm going to use that phrase, like it's, it's the fact that I'm the only Asian actress in the waiting room often. Um, and, I and I think when I was younger, that, that would bother me because I felt like I had a lot to prove. And sometimes, even now, at the age of 34, I do feel like I'm having to work a little harder if I... To, to, in order to get the job because I look so different so I can be just as talented but there has to be something different about me that's not just my ethnicity do you know what I mean and it's not no one has, has sort of outright said that but it's it's the, it's the feeling I've always got that okay I can be good but there has to be something else about me to make to make me you know really fit in with with the look of what's going on and I think that as for a young person that's hard that's really hard I always felt like am I just here to tick the box um and, it, and anyone would think that that went to any job interview if they look around and they, they're the only you would feel like that I think yeah. um but as I've gotten older yeah I feel like I've got to you know go yeah yeah this is uh, I can do this and I'm good enough but you know what I'm going to show you who I am and I yeah. feel like I've battled that a lot and now I, I go in and I go I'm different because I'm me, not because of my ethnicity. I'm different because I'm me. If you want me, great. If you don't, uh, someone will. You yeah. know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. And there's, there has been um, important discussions around tokenism mm. as well, because not just yeah. in our industry, in, in every industry. And that mm. is something that we need to be able to talk about. Because like you said, yeah. you're there because of your ability and your talent. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think the reference there that Maddie was making to I May Destroy You was specific. There was mm. a, a seed there. Um, if I don't, I don't know if you've seen it, but in the audition room. <laughs> yeah, you, you must see it. Uh, it so yeah. it's a character in the audition room. Um, and the, she's the only black person in the room. And they mm. make kind of discussions about her. They have discussions about her hair. And, and wow. how yeah. can she have her hair? And whether wow. it's her real hair. And you think those are conversations and I actually have seen um members of the West End Hamilton cast as well having yeah. conversations about this um this week wow. specifically about there needing to be better procedures in place so that we don't have yeah. to have those questions there should yeah. be makeup artists who know exactly. how to work with different textured Absolutely. hair yeah. um yeah. and I just wondered whether those had been experiences you had had um um I think the Generally, I have to say no. The only thing I've had in that, within the sort of um, casting room, let's say, is that when I'm up for a role and I've been asked for an Indian accent, mm -hmm. when the role is not Indian, that's mm. the only way I can sort of relate to that yeah. that that story. Um, and I think the two kind of match, don't they? Like I'll yeah. be asked to, I'll be asked to do an Indian accent. It's nothing to do with the character. 
and I think that's something now as a as a as a real grown up that I just don't ex- I don't I don't I don't accept it anymore. Mm. Whereas when I was younger, I'd say, oh, of course, you know, everything I did had to sound like this and that. That was absolutely fine. But now, no, I won't do it. I think it's silly. I think, yeah. and also for serious roles, I was experiencing things where I was doing a serious role and I was asked to do the accent, and then they would laugh. The casting team would laugh at no what I was way. saying, wow. and I used to say, "Hold on a minute, this is not this is serious text, mm-hmm. and you're asking me to do it in an accent, and you're laughing at at the accent because you think it's funny." Like that was probably one. That I experienced that a lot, and I think that probably wow. upset me more than anything else did at the time. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think accents is a, is an uh, area where people make huge assumptions Mm. and I've had uh, a client on a job before where accents were not part of the casting brief they were not Mm. required um, and it was only when he was on the job that the team Mm. made an assumption that he would be able to do a certain type of accent Mm. um, and you know he said no that's not that's not an accent I can do um, Mm -hmm. and that's not my background and so no, I can't do that. And and he was put in a really awkward position to of course because you you feel like you give can't it fight a go. Back. Yeah, yeah. Is it, and um, so yeah, I think so much of those things are about assumptions as well. Absolutely. And either conscious or unconscious bias, yeah. depending on uh, you know where you're coming I, from. I think that. it's fine if you're asked to do it from the beginning, and I'm always happy to do it because it's my heritage, it's my roots. I'm proud of where I'm yeah. from, but mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, that has to be made clear from the start. And if it's not a choice made by the director um, and the, the, the creative team, then why do it? Why? Just for effect. It's just, you know, yeah. it's, just, it's a crazy way to look at things in the arts. Yeah, really yeah. Is. yeah. Um, so in terms of, uh, do you get nervous? Yeah, I mean, I... I got nervous, like, you're my friends, and I got nervous today doing this. I've, ne- I've never done a podcast. She's got really I was like, oh, I've never pounds. done one. Oh, yeah, I have. Good job we're not shaking hands. Um, do you know what I do? I, I, get, I get a little, I maybe it's not nerves, it's a little rush, and it's probably an adrenaline rush rather than a nervous rush. But before a show, I will, and I'm, everyone that's worked with me um, take, really laughs at my prep because I get prepped at 5pm if I've got my show oh, at 7.30. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, that, I'm that actress, you <laughs> yeah, know? Yeah. Um, and I'll start warming up at 6, you know, <laughs> before the warm-up. <laughs> um, but I, for me, if I don't do those things and I'm not mentally prepared, especially mm. because I'm often a swing on a show, so I, I have lots to remember, um, lots of tracks to remember, I will often have to think about what that track is it's not like someone who plays the same role every day that's not off, that's not what I do so it's like okay so here yeah okay I'm gonna go over that and that and that so I'm always having to over prepare so that I know I'm playing the right part on the right night <laughs> um and I, ha- I just make sure that pre you know pre-show I've done the warm-up I'm ready to go I'm fully ready I have a thing where I'm I'm there actually at the five not even at beginners I'm always there at the five um and I do a li- say a little quick prayer and then off I go. But yeah, I do. I think if I didn't do that, then the nerves would You'd be nervous. The nerves would kick we in. We had yeah. uh, recently with the students at the at the Anna Fiorentini School. We had the actor yeah. David Mumeni, um, who also runs Open oh. Door, and he was talking mm-hmm. about nerves to the um, students. They did an online mm-hmm. monologue slam that he was part of, and he oh. said that the nerves are like uh, a little bit of extra gas in your tank. Mm. And I'd never heard it described like that, but I 
actually thought that's a really nice yeah. way of thinking of how to use I think he was trying to say you need yeah. to use that adrenaline yeah um to to your positive and absolutely yeah. and I, I, I feel worried if I didn't have it I feel oh yeah like, oh that's but right. then I think, who is the singer? I should have prepped this and known this. I think we mentioned this this singer before. Oh, but he... Oh, it's going to annoy me. Anyway, he said that, um, you know, he was doing shows to absolutely tens of thousands of people, mm. that um, he knows that if he waits until he has that, what he describes as excited energy, and then he's like, when I get, like, sweaty palms and my heart starts mm. racing, he's like, that's when I know I'm ready to do it. And I'm like, oh, it's just the switch. But you, in terms of like doing big, long runs of shows. Yeah. Because I I know you you spoke there about adrenaline. And I know that I swear I get like a little bit of like adrenaline sickness. So after a time, Mm. like say, for example, I'm doing Edinburgh and I'm doing two shows a day for a month or something like that, which I think is about, if not musical theatre can be longer. But I think that when it gets towards the end you get mm. well at the fringe they describe it as um edinburgh jet lag where you feel like this insane amount of it's beyond exhaustion it's more like mm. i have because that is i think with musical theater as well you have pushed yourself in so many yeah. mental physical so many. emotional ways that how do you recover and recoup and rest i think for me um it's about often about how I spend my day leading up to what I'm doing in the evening um and so if I've got rehearsals if I'm if I'm doing still doing rehearsals for the for the understudy roles which can take the uh, you know months of rehearsals while the show's open um then I say if I had a rehearsal at 12 till 4 and then we start the show at 7 30 um I will make sure that I have like really a really good breakfast that's that's a thing for me um I really enjoy breakfast anyway but I make sure that I have like eggs on toast or you know something that's really going to do me good um and and a nice coffee and it's about prep it's about again the prep like I'll always steam my voice um every time in the day if I'm if I'm on in the evening I will yeah I'll make sure that I'm sort of um rested if I haven't had enough sleep the night before I'll have another little nap in the day <laughs> I'm a big napper I love naps I'm forever so watching like, that, like West End uh, sort of actors in their dressing rooms yeah. having like mid-show naps Oh, well, not mid-show, I've sorry, always that's done terrible. It. Mid- um, between uh, shows. In be- <laughs> yeah. yeah, between. Like, I've always done that. Uh, and that's actually... A, uh, people have, have often said to me, you have so much energy on stage. How do you keep it up? Especially if I'm dancing. And I say, my key, honestly, is if, I'm, if I've got a matinee and an evening, I'll have a, a little nap in between and I'm right as rain to go again. Yeah. But that's, yeah, that's a big right. thing, looking after your body and mind, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So I, because I was always really awful at. I I hated the idea of sleeping in the day, napping in the day. Like it was just yeah. not my thing. <laughs> and I and uh, I am a really good friend of mine who actually I think you know too, so Kojula. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of my closest friends, and we were talking about this in Edinburgh, and I was like, I'm just exhausted by the time it gets mm. to like showtime. And she's like, Well, how many naps are you taking? And I was like, Oh no, I don't nap. <laughs> she's like, What? You don't yeah. nap? And I was like, No, I can't because I've got that. I think from my mum's side, the Irish Catholic thing of being like, mm. always be busy, always be doing something. Yeah. And she was like, but all you need is 20 minutes. So if it yeah. makes you feel better, set your timer for 20 minutes and yeah. just know that that's all you're doing. And yeah. since I've done that, it's changed my life. 
absolutely changed my life. And it, and it just, it's not even like you have to go to sleep. It's not really that. It's no. like just switching the mind off. Yeah. Um, you could just li- or listen to a podcast. Woo-hoo. Um, like, you know, just do some, listen to some music, just or just complete silence. You just, it's about stopping the body for because we're always going full pelt all the time, and I think that is exhausting on the body. So anything you can do to look after yourself in that sense is good. I think. Great. Amazing. Thank you so much. It's been amazing to Not talk at to all. you. It's been lovely. It's been a pleasure. So if you have a burning question to ask about the world of acting or agenting or have any issues you want to discuss, you can find us on Instagram at The Prime Actor. Or oh, we have our own Instagram now, that's right. Or Twitter at Anna Fiorentini and hashtag The Prime Actor. We're going to finish each week with a quote to motivate, inspire, or just make you laugh. And today's comes from actor and producer Viola Davis. Um, So she says, do not live somebody else's life and somebody else's idea of what womanhood is. Womanhood is you. Womanhood is everything that's inside of you. Mm, Love that. Love that. It's a wise woman. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening. If you want to learn more about the Anna Fiorentini Theatre and Film School, then you can head to their website, annafiorentini.com. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye.